Hello all, welcome to Therapy Secrets. I'm your host, Jason Conover, licensed clinical social worker. Um, I also have a uh, master's degree in theory and philosophy, psychology, which I'm very grateful for because I learned some amazing lessons and, and ideas and concepts in there with, uh, with an amazing mentor, uh, Richard Williams. Um, feel free to look up any of his articles, publications, books. Um, really a fantastic scholar. And I'm also a life coach and a facilitator of the Arminger material. Um, what I wanted to talk about today was a very uh, common problem in our whole culture and uh, extremely common in therapy. I was working with this client. We were kind of um, discovering that for him, uh, the default identity that he has is not good. So he thinks about himself in negative ways. Uh, not good enough, um, not, not a good person, just overall not good. Uh, and this is actually really interesting. And this may not come across super clear at first, but I hope that we touch on this and talk about this often on this podcast so that people can begin to really understand and unpack this um, challenge because it's not what it looks like, I think, in, in many cases. And the solution, uh, therefore, is not what we would think. So um, all of you listening, I'm sure, can relate to times when you don't feel good. You don't feel happy with your performance. You feel like people don't like you. You maybe feel like you're not as smart, not as beautiful, not as thin as other people. So we get the basic idea that there's a lot of comparison-based identity, a lot of ratings and uh, judgment happening regularly throughout our culture and our society. So it's a very unique kind of uh, social way of being with others where rather than seeing them uh, as one, as, as one with me, um, maybe like one body might um, look on another part of the body as like we're all, we, we need every part. We're all part of this great, great whole. Um, we're, we've fractured and fragments and we see people more through the lens of, of judgment. And um, typically there's kind of this fundamental split where we see ourselves as better than, um, which can be quite justifying, uh, or we feel ourselves see ourselves as worse than, which at first glance would not seem justifying at all. And that's how it hides in such profound innocence and is uh, eluded um, a lot of efforts to, uh, to change that or, or to make improvements. So now um, following the, the basic idea that if I have a sense, as I'm in the world with other people and I know things that are good to do and I have a sense of something to do and then I don't do it, I can begin um, a, a narrative about myself and about others that really kind of forms around this fundamental um, split. So I could either see myself as busy, um, really important, changing the world, uh, I don't change diapers or I don't clean windows or any number of things that I might come up with. Now, interestingly, these are typically not just random 
but are ideas that I've usually gleaned over a lifetime, things that have worked for me, things that have plausibility and a lot of evidence uh, usually. But nonetheless, they're uh, typically paradoxically just full of, full of hot air, um, but I cling to them um, because they're what keeps me feeling right in a situation where I was fundamentally wrong. So in the case that we're talking about with my client and many people where they tend to see themselves as no good or what sometimes would be referred to as low self-esteem, this is very tricky um, because I think it's typically seen as innocent, um, just kind of a, a sad scenario. And naturally, I think the inclination is to want to try and build that person up. And so we want to give them compliments. We want to try and reassure them that they are good enough, that they're beautiful, that they're thin. And this is all well-meaning. And it may even in some cases where there isn't uh, a justification going on, it, it could be helpful. But the research is really coming in that the effort to boost self-esteem in the schools and throughout our culture has seemed to have um, a backfiring effect. And we're going to try and unpack that. I know in another podcast we talked about that at length. But this idea of trying to just boost it um, actually can, in some cases, maybe just flip the coin to the other side of justification. We don't actually get out of the problem uh, at all. We just flip to a different kind of, of justification. So um, it turns out that if, we, if we're careful and we really consider it for ourselves, really ponder, not for others, but really for ourselves, that when we're feeling poor, um, this may likely be coming from this comparison-based judgment and fundamentally to um, try and right a wrong, to, to try and justify um, a betrayal. Now, sometimes when this has happened over years, I'm actually truly self-deceived. I can't see it, and I believe the uh, the deception. I, I believe it with all my heart that this is really who I am, that I'm inferior, that I can't do things as well as other people, and that if people really knew me, they wouldn't like me, and they wouldn't want to be with me. And I've propagated this story over and over and over for years until I've come to believe it. So this is obviously a very challenging situation, but... What we want to do at first is just be able to step back and realize that, oh, it's it's not um, helpful, obviously, but it's also not innocent. There's a quality, a, uh, a choice in this that I can see myself as a fellow human being, as a person that has hopes and dreams and fears. I can see myself as um, legitimate and authentic but not better. I can see myself as a human being among others, and I can see others as not better or worse. And this begins, there is the healing path from this great and global um, psychological dilemma that really probably is, is one of the key components in um, negative uh, mental health, sadness, depression, these kind of things. I don't want to minimize it to that because truly uh, it is hard to wrestle with the entire breadth of mental health and depression. But 
I think the good thing to do is just ponder it, just consider it for your life and see if there isn't something kind of hiding underneath that cloak of I'm so bad and no one can ever love me that isn't um, innocent, that isn't um, really deserving of just getting padding kind of wrapped around, but, but actually really calls for deep personal responsibility in terms of how I am in the world with others. And watch and see if sometimes we actually um, excuse ourselves from doing things socially, service, um, spending time with others, reaching out to others, um, getting a better job, leaving relationships that are unhealthy, saying no in situations that are very appropriate to say no to. Um, I was working with a client just yesterday, and one of the things we were highlighting is his profound inability to say no when it's been absolutely critical um, that, he, that he says no. And this has turned into a life of of pain and, and so many problems for him. And fundamentally, he learned this in junior high. He had a teacher call him out on it, that he is a significant people pleaser. Well, we know that term. We talk about that often in our culture, this idea of being a people pleaser. But we're not really particularly aware of what's underneath it, nor how to change it at the root um, profoundly. So keep listening to this podcast. And I hope little by little, it'll start to become more and more clear. And you'll understand there's some very different paradigms and some very exciting things happening in the psychological and philosophical world to help in these kind of cases. So in this case, really needing other people to like me so much, wanting to be a people pleaser, because most likely I'm not feeling good or I don't see myself as, as good. Um, and so then we think, oh, the solution is you're, you're good, you're great. But really we're saying the solution is to see others as real people and to realize that sometimes saying no is exactly what the sense is. It's the most appropriate answer um, that there is. And that's difficult. I know these. Um, it takes courage, but the peace comes, the solutions come, and great things happen, not always immediately. Sometimes people can be very frustrated if we tell them no, um, but it always helps if we are practicing honoring the sense um, all the time and continually. It really can make it a lot better. So in summary, sometimes we feel like we're not good enough. We feel low in the world compared to others. Remember, most likely that's a comparison-based identity. It's not genuinely true uh, in my in my belief uh, of any human being, um, but it doesn't help to just put on the the uh, coats of positive paint necessarily either in this kind of dilemma. Positivity is fantastic, but not not for solving this kind of problem. Um, really taking responsibility and moving in in uh, responsible action in the world with others and really kind of healing in that way by coming to a greater wholeness, a greater oneness, a greater awareness of who I am and what my really mission is in the world with others.